All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 714 on this January 2nd. Four days away from the official start of king cake season, but keep in mind the king cakes, I think for the most part, are already out at most of the outlets, but enjoy yourself, pace yourself. Um, highs of uh, only 54 today, and that's going to happen later in the afternoon, so it's going to be a chilly day right now. Temps are hovering in the near 40-degree range, and if you look at the week ahead, 90% chance for showers tomorrow, which is already Wednesday. Highs of 53, then sunny on Thursday. Highs of 55, 70% chance for showers on Friday. Highs of 64, and then Saturday and Sunday looking cloudy to partly cloudy. Highs of 63 on Saturday and 60 on Sunday when the Saints host the Falcons and beat them to win the NFC South, accompanied with the Buccaneers' loss, and then they host a playoff game. I'm being positive. Let's talk to um david schultz now our friend professor of political science at hamlin university good morning sir how are you good morning and happy belated new year happy new year to you as well how's the uh, temperature in minnesota today um right now it's about 25 degrees we're going to go to maybe 30 31 today overcast just a really blah kind of raw day that's kind of winter in minnesota pretty much huh that's that's minnesota for six months a year all right, let's let's look at the presidential race because now we are in a in a presidential election year. And before we start talking about polls and numbers and caucuses and primaries, um, how is this election year going to be different than previous presidential election years? It's well, it's different for a variety of different reasons. You know, one of them is the fact that. It, it, it looks like we're going to be pitting an incumbent president against a previous president. Um, we second have the two, it, what's looking like right now, at least as candidates, um, potentially the two oldest candidates ever to run. Um, third, we've got a former president for the first time in American history facing four criminal, uh, 91 indictments, four criminal trials. Uh, and it's looking like we might have a serious um, somewhat serious third-party candidate um, in RFK Jr. Um, um, that could really sort of throw you know a monkey wrench into all things. So there's a lot of different variables here. As I've been telling people, you know, if you, if you think about how political scientists classically try to predict elections, this election cycle has so many I don't know clinks in the system or whatever wild cards. we're looking for wild cards. Wild cards a better description here um, that that it makes predictions a lot more difficult than before. So when you talk about the two candidates being the oldest in history, potentially, if it turns out to be Biden-Trump the rematch, my thoughts, because I think in a linear manner, are, well, you know what, that makes the vice presidential selection candidate even more important because just looking at an insurance table, not wishing ill on anyone, but actuarially speaking— Older people pay more for insurance because they have a higher risk of dying, right? Again, looking at the group, not individuals. 
Absolutely correct. And if we look at, you know, all the statistics regarding, you know, life expectancies and so forth, you know, for, you know, for let's, you know, for, for especially males, you know, white Caucasian males, um, if it's Trump versus Biden, they're both pushing up to right about the the median life expectancy age. So if that's the case, while I'm concerned about vice presidential candidates, is the electorate as concerned, generally speaking? Generally not. Um, the the one election where the electorate seemed to care, but even then, um, not an indication that it affected maybe more than one or two percentage points, was back when um, Sarah Palin was the vice presidential nominee um, back in 2008, and there was concern then uh, for two different things. One was, and I can't remember what John McCain's age was at that point, maybe like 72, 73, but I can't remember. There was significant concern that because of his age, um, that if he didn't live, he might not live through his term, um, Sarah Palin would be, become president. And if I remember the polling, about 60 to 65 percent of the American public had reached the conclusion that then-Governor Palin was not qualified to be president. And there's some indication that that affected about maybe 2 to 3 percent of the electorate in terms of how they voted. Doesn't sound like a lot. Might have affected a few swing states. But in general, um, vice presidents don't matter that much to the electorate, even though, for the reasons you're pointing out, uh, they really should, especially this election, if, if we get the two nominees that I think we're going to get. As long as with the vice president, it seems like to me, David, you don't become the story. If you're just there, then you don't really matter. If you become the story and maybe people are talking more about you than they are the candidate, then it's not such a good thing. You're right. Generally, what, what's the phrase? Vice president should be seen and not heard or there something like exactly. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And exactly. Sarah Palin was just the opposite, whether you like her or not. She drew more attention than did John McCain, which I don't think helped him any. Absolutely correct. And it didn't help also with some of the statements that she made about about foreign policy and so forth. And again, without reliving old history, at one point she said something. She was an expert in foreign policy because she could almost see um, like Russia fr yeah. from oh, yeah. Alaska. Didn't didn't exactly play well with the American electorate. Nope. Let's take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back talking to David Schultz, our friend, professor of political science at Hamlin University. We'll talk about some potential vice presidential uh, names if the nominee is President Trump and all, former President Trump on a Republican side, and if it is Joe Biden on a Democratic side. And we'll talk about the possibility or probability of that. Is it uh, do does he stick with? Um, Kamala Harris. I don't see anything indicating that he would change from that, but we'll find out when we come back. And I'll ask you, 504-260-1870, the Oakland Heart Jeweler Talk and Text Line, do you care about, given the candidate's advanced age, who the vice presidential uh, candidate is? Traffic now, WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Seven twenty-five. Tommy Tucker, WWL. Happy New Year, buddy! It's a presidential election year. We are underway, and we're talking to our friend David Schultz, professor of political science, over at Hamlin University. Some of the texts that are coming in: Hey, Donald Trump slash Nikki Haley ticket wins the election by a landslide. Another one says the irony that people in their 70s and 80s are generally considered unemployable in this country because of their declining health and mental faculties, yet they are almost exclusively running our government and will be our only choices for president. Somebody else said, because again, you can't say anything, David, without offending somebody. Really, Tommy? President Trump, former President Trump, and Joe Biden? No respect. You know, if you give everybody every title, every time you say it, you'll never have time to say anything else, right? And then somebody else says, if the best we can do is Trump or Biden, we're in deep trouble, might sit this one out. And that brings me to another question, which is, if people do get disgusted with the choice and decide to sit the election out, who does that uh, give the advantage to? Right now, I think it might give a slight advantage to um, perhaps Donald Trump because the Democrats generally do better with higher turnout. They need um, to win high turnout for people of color, young people, and women. And so if the, the turnout, let's say, is slightly depressed, um, works works to Trump's advantage um, at this point. But now we throw in the wild card. I mean, again, I know we, at the beginning you said we weren't going to talk about polls, but we have to bring them in a little bit Well, now. no, we can. Um, we can talk about yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the polls are accurate, um, RFK Jr. is polling um, um, in the double digits. You know, some polls have had him as high as 20 points. And the reason why I mention that is that if, if the choice is only between Wait, as high as what? 20 points, some of the polls have had him. Um, I know. And when I first looked at that poll, I had to like wipe my glasses off and relook at it again or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but some of the national polls are getting him um, as high as, 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 as 20 points. Um, I don't think he's that high um, in terms of that's 20 percent across the board. With across the board. Wow. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, and and. I mention this because if it's just a choice between um, two different candidates and there's no third-party choice, people will stay home. But if there's a choice for a third-party candidate, um, a lot of times we see, you know, in those few races where there are, um, turnout doesn't go down, and instead people go and, and vote for the third-party candidate, maybe as a protest vote or something like that. And and so that becomes the other variable right now is that RFK Jr. is probably you know has the well he has the resources to do it. He's probably going to be on most of the ballots in the United States um, in 2024, and 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 that now throws another complication in. And so the obvious question is, who does that? Who does he help or well, hurt? Well, I'll, I'll take care of the questions here, David. Who does that help or hurt? <laughs> okay, good. That's a great question here. Thank you. And, and, and right now, Donald Trump and the Republicans seem more worried about it because – about his candidacy because um, a, a RFK Jr. on the ballot would split the, the anti-Biden vote. Um, and so instead of all the anti-Biden vote going to Trump – some of it could go over to, to RFK Jr. instead. So, so that, that becomes, I think, another interesting question to think about here. 
he he's got some kind of ideas that are out there, doesn't he? He does. He's 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 an he's an anti is a strong anti-vaxer, um, and he's got a few other um, kind of quirky positions at this point. Um, that that if people are thinking he is he is a chip off the old block of, of Robert Kennedy, um, and is just like him. He's actually, in many ways, closer to Donald Trump in some views than he is to to um, Joe Biden or or Bobby Kennedy Sr. The, the liberal Kennedys, yeah. Let's talk about uh, vice presidential running candidates. Anyway, uh, Biden gets away from Kamala Harris, and anyway, Nikki Haley uh, aligns herself with Trump. Um, I think he's st- he has he has to go with Harris. I can't imagine Trump is going to pick on Nikki Haley. I mean, it would it would be a it would be an obvious choice, but he. That's going to be an ugly fight. I just don't see how he picks her. Give me a name out of the blue. We're not going to hold you to it for Trump. Um, Terry Lake is a possibility from Arizona, but but some people have said that he doesn't like to pick a loser, so it won't be her. But I kept thinking for a while, Kerry Lake from Arizona. All right. Thank you, David. Appreciate your time. We'll talk to you a lot this year. I guarantee you that. David Schultz, professor of political science at Hamlin University. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.